0: Hey guys, Michael here with Wedding Videography School. If you're looking for a solid and reliable contract that you can feel good about sending to your clients, look no further than the WVS contract crafted by a licensed attorney in the state of Colorado. It might just be the best contract for wedding videographers in all of North America, or even maybe the world. Uh, Hard to know. Regardless, if you're unsure of whether the contract you're using right now is good enough, Go to WeddingVideographySchool.com right now, enter the password podcast, and start protecting yourself
1: and your business today. Hello, this is Adam. Yo. How's your week going, man? Hey, dude. We've going
2: not too shabby. Kicking it off with a quick trip to Albany, New York for some testimonial videos, but getting back soon yeah that that sounds like a
1: commercial shoot i take it
2: yeah yeah sometimes i try to squeeze in these little corporate business commercial kind of stuff outside a wedding so i had a had a buddy get, helping out out here so yeah how are you
1: uh doing pretty good man i'm in editing mode i'm mostly just uh, uh just trying to get these weddings done man i think i'm down to like 16 now. Well, technically like 15 and a half. I feel like I wow. have to count the halves now in order to keep myself like <laughs> sane. Um yeah, but this this one is interesting. This is the first like semi Indian wedding that I did where they they did like a western ceremony, but they also did an Indian ceremony on the same day. And so I've been just trying to like I've got like my whole soundtrack done for this video and I'm just trying to figure out how to layer the B roll to kind of like show both ceremonies without it being like weird or boring or whatever. So I think I'll, I think I'll get it. I think I'll get it looking pretty good, but I'm in the big beginning stage of the B roll. And I feel like for me getting started with the B roll is always the hardest part. Yeah. I don't That's know if ever feel like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, you mentioned the two ceremonies things, and I I was just finishing up an edit where it was raining, and the couple, all the guests were complaining that they couldn't hear the couple's vows during the actual ceremony, and obviously, like I crushed it with my audio, so I got it. But (laughs) they they had them redo their vows after the grand entrance. Like it was like in a covered tent with the rain. They set up a microphone and. To be honest, I thought it was kind of awkward because they were like longer vows. They're like seven minute vows total, you know? And it was like grand entrance when they jumped into their vows. And, but anyway, it was like trying to edit kind of like two ceremonies, you know, like vows from two different locations. Worked out all right. Yeah.
1: Way. Yeah. I, that kind of stuff always drives me nuts. I actually edited just a ceremony this morning, unrelated to this video, totally separate video. And like, even though we were in the same room and our cameras were essentially set to the same settings, like me and my second shooter, like it just doesn't really look right. Like, yeah, it feels like a bunch of the camera angles are just kind of off. And I'm like, I'm really irritated. I think it had something to do with the ISOs being set. Like one was set to 1250 and the other one was set to like 400 or something. Mm -hmm. So I somehow like made things look kind of off and uh, spent this morning kind of messing with that. So yeah, man, it's just been, you know, nonstop editing and uh, trying not to be super discouraged about how much work I still have left to do. (laughs) (laughs) Would you have a goal for getting those done? Like what are the chances you could get half of those done for the end of the year? Or is it not uh, possible? man? Well, here's the other thing. I've also got a couple commercial clients that have stuff coming due. Um, yeah. So, I've got I've got six or seven videos due in like the next month that are unrelated to weddings. So, I feel gotcha. like best case scenario, I probably walk into next year with at least uh probably like god, probably like 12 best case scenario. Okay. I'll probably have twelve, and if that's the case, I'll probably be feeling pretty good about myself, but not not super pumped either. Because at this point, I'm going to basically be late for almost all of my clients' contract deadlines. So this is the first year yeah. that I'm I'm missing like a, a a serious like deadline. Yeah. Do you will you get a hold of them and
2: communicate all that, or do you just kind of like? Wait, (laughs) wait, you
1: you know, like I, I have started the process of emailing people and just letting them know where they are in the queue. But, you know, you always have those clients that like want to, they're way more proactive than I am, which is probably not good. (laughs) But like you have the clients that will ask you every week, you know. And then you have yeah. a lot of clients that are just like, whatever, it's cool. Whenever you get it done, it's fine. You know? Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, communication is important. So I'd say I I definitely owe a couple of people emails, people who I haven't already emailed. And then like the last half of my weddings, I'm actually just going to wait to see how the next like month goes before I start sending out emails that are like, Hey, i yeah. running behind or whatever. Cause I feel like, you know, if there's a chance that I will get those done on time, then why send out an email that say says I'm going to be late? Like, yeah, just I wait until something goes wrong before I <laughs> before right. I make the couple think something's wrong. Well, that's hard too because you don't want to like. I remember
2: years ago, like on Instagram, seeing like videographers it was like Christmas Eve, the night before, and like I got my last edit done or whatever, and it's like I don't know. You want to enjoy holidays a little bit. You want to enjoy family and. Like, I don't want to be editing on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And so make sure you give yourself a little yeah. break.
1: No, I know. And I, you know, I always try to have almost all my edits done before Christmas, just because, like, I feel like it's a nice, it's a nice thing for the clients, um, for the clients that didn't have their wedding in, like, November or December or whatever. Um yeah. But, yeah, I'll, I'll probably take, like, three days off around Christmas just to, like, salvage a little bit of 2021. <laughs> Smart, man. We're good. We'll hope that yeah. goes well, dude. Yeah. yeah, man. When do you uh, when do you get back today? Uh Yeah, I mean, uh, my flight keeps getting delayed, so I'm hoping to get back tonight. <laughs>
2: Boy, what what airline are you on? I'm on Southwest, but there's no direct flights here, so I'm flying into Baltimore, and Baltimore keeps getting different different delays, so...
1: Yeah, well, I hope you make it back all right, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week when you get back. Cool. Thanks, dude. Thanks for the call. Later.
2: Yep.
0: Hey, guys. Michael here with Wedding Videography School. Hope you're having a great week. Uh, well, as you just heard, Adam Bradley is. Jet setting, traveling the world, Um, just being a man of the people, a man with a plan, a man without boundaries. I don't know. He's uh, (laughs) he's he's living his best life. He's he's ooh. He's is there a song that's like um? how, How would it go? I feel like I've heard a song that's like.
3: I'm living my best
0: life. Is that like a song that I've heard? Is there a song where somebody says living their best life? I'm living my best life. I don't know what the rest of the words would be. I feel like I've heard something like that. Oh, I'm living my best life. Oh man, that's pretty catchy. If if that's not a song, then Somebody should go out there and make that song because I feel like, uh, it would get stuck in people's heads pretty easily. So, uh, anyway, Adam is out. Hopefully he will be back joining us again next week, but you'd never really know what that guy, he's, uh, he's, uh, he's America's most wanted by everybody. Everybody loves him and, uh, he's, he can be hard to get a hold of. So we will, we shall see, Hope, but hopefully he'll be back next week. Um, so... I just left uh, a client's headquarters here uh, where I live. Um, I went because I, I left my easy rig at a shoot that I did for a client last week. And so I just went and dropped by the building to pick it up. And um, it's kind of this weird situation where like I took on these commercial clients to help bolster my income um, during the COVID scenario. And, you know, a lot of my weddings had kind of fallen through or got postponed or whatever. So I took on these commercial clients to, to help get me through that time. And like, right when I need them the most, it feels like they're all just disappearing. (laughs) Like, um, I've got three, wait, let's see. One, two, three. Yeah. Yeah like three and a half kind of commercial clients. And two of them are like kind of falling apart on me a little bit. Um And so I just left one of them. I just was at their office and like ran into the owner. And yeah, it's super awkward because I think there's like a bunch of stuff going on behind the scenes there that I don't really know about, or I'm like, I'm not really privy to. So, um, but essentially like they let go my main contact person, like their main marketing person who I worked with. Um, she's gone. And now the new marketing person is like pausing all the old video projects that we were working on and that I was kind of relying on for like income during this super like depressed year that I've had. And then I'm going into the winter months right now. And so obviously there's not really, I shouldn't say obviously, but there's very few weddings in Colorado during the winter. I mean, there are some, um, I'm shooting one in January and I think another one in February. Um, but that's pretty much it for like five months. (laughs) So these commercial clients are kind of super important to me. And, over the last few weeks, it feels like they're just kinda all of the work that I set up to like see me through this rough kind of low income period. Um, all the stuff that was just like supposed to pay my monthly expenses that I had worked out over the last six or so months leading up to winter is just like collapsing. So, um, I'm feeling pretty depressed, feeling pretty discouraged. Um and honestly like I don't really know what I'm going to do next. Like it's gotten to the point where I've put I've started putting together a resume, <laughs> which <laughs> I haven't had like a regular like real job in like over 10 years. So I sat down to make a resume and I have to say, it feels like the most depressing thing I've ever done. Not because I don't have skills, not because I don't know what to write on the resume. Although I, I kind of don't know what to write. Cause I'm, I should really get in touch with someone who works in HR. If anyone out there works in human resources and you do interviews all the time, like, please send me a message on Instagram at wedding videography school. Cause I'd love to pick your brain for just like five minutes, um, about what, what you guys look for on resumes and stuff like that. But I have considered getting a, I don't want to say a part-time job, but more like a full-time job that has flexibility with it. So something where I could either work remote or something where I could come into an office, you know, two, two to three days a week, and then not have to be at the office for the rest of the time. Um, A lot of jobs out there, it's like you could really probably get a lot of that stuff done like in half the amount of time that, you know, like a lot of the jobs I'm listing or looking at, they're listed at like full time, 40 hours a week. It's like, eh, I bet I could do whatever you want me to do in like 20 hours because that's just the kind of person I am. Um, so I'm really hoping to find something that maybe, and I, I'm actually not hoping to find anything. Like, I don't really want to do this, like get a job, but I don't know. Like it does kind of feel like that's maybe something that's going to have to happen for a little bit. Um, but I was thinking that, Hey, it may not be so bad. Like maybe I could just get like a regular job that has a salary benefits, all that kind of stuff. And then as long as it's flexible, I could still shoot whatever weddings I want to shoot. I could still freelance and do all my commercial work. Um, because my boss would never know. Right. Cause I'm working remote sometimes. Um, I don't know, like all that stuff is just kind of stuff that I'm figuring out and <sighs> it's exhausting. Um, I'm sitting here in my driveway, like staring up at my house and like, just like thinking like, uh, where am I? Where's my next paycheck going to come from? So, uh, all in all pretty rough, pretty rough. Definitely have not felt like this in over a decade ever since I worked in TV news and was like just poor all the time. Um, so really haven't, and, Don't get me wrong, like, I, for anybody who's listened to the show long enough, you know that I'm a big fan of saving money, and my wife and I do have a fairly good chunk of money in savings, but I'm so anti-taking, like, dipping into that savings account that I, I will just load myself up with stress. Like, I'd way rather be just, like, super stressed out than dip into that savings account. 'cause that's the that's the account that I've been working on building up so that my wife and I can invest in some other things that we want to do um and so to have to like touch that money would be like I feel like it would take me to a whole nother level of discouragement that I just don't want. I don't even want to entertain it to be really honest, so um yeah, uh I'm also in this weird predicament where. I'm actually owed money by two of my commercial clients, one of which, like, there's a bunch of halfway done projects that they really haven't wanted to finish. And so I think I'm just going to have to be like, yo, um... (laughs) I know maybe you're not interested in finishing these projects, but I've done half the work. So I'm going to send you an invoice for 50% of what I was supposed to get from this. And you guys should just pay it and maybe just cut your losses or whatever. And then get back to me if you ever want to do more stuff. But uh, it's, it's all so depressing and also frustrating. And I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I just got to vent about it. So, but I think 10 minutes of venting about this is probably enough. Um what I really wanted to talk about with you guys today and there's no way I can possibly fit everything I'd ever want to say about sound design and soundtracking your wedding videos into one show and I don't even know everything that there is to know about it. Like I'm sure there's other ideas and stuff that I haven't thought of that I'm sure Adam has thought about or other people out there would would have ideas and be like, well, have you tried this or have you tried that? And I, I, I'm one person, right? So you're going to get my abbreviated take on – soundtracking your wedding films. That's what I call it. I know a lot of people call it sound design and that's cool. Like if you watch the Oscars or whatever or the, what is it the Golden Globes or the Emmys. No, I think it's the Oscars. I think they have like a best I think they have a best sound design category. And for those of you who don't know, I'm sure most of you do, but for if you don't know what sound design is, it's essentially just all the audio that's underneath Uh, the video. I shouldn't say underneath, but that's how it is in my timeline. So I'm going to go with that. All the audio elements that are layered underneath your video, that's, that's the sound design. So things like music, sound effects, Foley noises, sounds of nature in the background, um, risers and hits and atmospheres. And I mean, really, you name it, like that's all part of sound design. Um, and so when you're crafting a wedding video, um, you really, for me, I like, and I'm not going to tell you how to do it. Everybody does things differently. But for me, I really like to craft all my audio stuff first. Like it just, like, I like putting my sound bites and my music together and my, like most of my sound effects, um, in one Like I like doing that before I even lay any video down. Um, You know, obviously some of the sound bites are attached to video, right? So if you do a first look, um, that audio is synced up with the video. So there is like a roll kind of video that goes onto my timeline for my bass edit. That's what I call my bass edit. But a majority of what I'm doing for my bass edit is I'm just going through picking out all the sound bites that I want to use, whether that's from toast or vows or a first look. Um, and then I'm putting that to the music and I'm just kind of really getting a feel for the pacing that I want the video to have, the timing, um, I'll generally use it like an average of three songs per wedding video. And right now my wedding videos are sitting anywhere between seven and 12 minutes on average. Um, and it really varies. And I, I always tell my clients they're getting a seven minute film, but I've never had anybody be annoyed that the film was longer. Um, so I think In that, from that regard, like if you're worried about like, oh, I told my client I was going to do a four minute video, but it's seven minutes now. Like, oh, are they going to be upset? Probably not. (laughs) Like I've rarely, I, I don't think I've ever had anyone come back and say, oh, we were hoping it would be a little shorter. I did have, I think I did have one client who's like, oh, it feels a little long or whatever. And so I trimmed it down a little, but I think that was only one time. Either that, or I'm totally making that up it could be that I'm making it up. Um, (laughs) but like, like I said, it, it's not really a big deal. So, um, I've kind of found that like, in terms of length of video, like you just make whatever length the video makes sense at, you know, like whatever makes it feel good, whatever's enough to tell the story and not so much that it gets boring. Um so that's kind of up to you to figure out. Um but yeah, that's kind of how I decide length, but for me, my average wedding video for the amount of footage that I shoot and the amount of like decent good material that I capture, it ends up being any, anywhere between 7 and 12 minutes. And so um I like to I like to get all that stuff done first before, and then I'll basically go in, fill in all my B roll. And then after I'm done filling in all the B roll, which generally takes me like two days now, uh, it used to only take me one and now it takes me two. Cause I'm a little pickier than I used to be. Um, yeah, I'll just go in and color everything after that. And then I'll add my sound effects, um, like any remaining sound effects. So I'll fill in like audience cheering or audience clapping. Um, for those of you who are looking for good, like audience sounds, um, people laughing, um, whistling, cheering, clapping, that kind of stuff. Um, I think freesound.org is a good place to start just to, pick up a few effects and start messing with them and then if you guys want to get further into sound design there's like a bunch of online like stores essentially that offer these sound effects packages right so you can buy things like um like i mean you can really buy all sorts of sound effects out there but like I guess what I'm thinking of in terms of like packages to buy are things called risers, hits, atmospheres. Um, There's a really good, I can't remember who makes it, but if you look up singularity, if you were to Google like, or I use DuckDuckGo now because I got so sick and tired of Google tracking every goddamn website that I looked at. Um, and like popping up these random ass ads, like all over my shit. It's like, I had, my son was like asking me, he wanted to look at a hedgehog online. He wanted to see what a hedgehog looked like. So I Googled hedgehog. And then for like three months, I'm getting all these ads that are like hedgehog related. And I'm like, I looked at one goddamn thing and now I've got to look at fucking hedgehogs for the rest of my life. Um, so I got sick and tired of that. So there's an app, there's a br- new browser that I use. I don't, I don't know if it's new, but it's a brow, it's new to me. It's called duck, duck, go. And it's awesome. Like it really doesn't track any of your shit and it's awesome. So anyway, that's like kind of a, an aside there. Um, but if you, if you duck, duck, go, uh, <laughs> uh singularity, and maybe add the word, like, sound effects or sound design or something like that. You It should pull it up. And essentially, you can download, and you got to pay for it, too. But um, you can download, like, really good, like, sounds, like, whooshes. Like, whoosh. Those which are pretty good for transitions. You can download um, some other things, like um, risers. So risers are essentially like the audio that can lead up to a transition or like a moment that needs to be punctuated. Um, so sometimes that can be like a droning sound, like Um, sometimes it could be like a kind of sound. And then the hits are those like punctuation marks, Um, so you might take a sound like, right. And the part is the punctuation. Um, so those are all things that you can download and buy and whatever, and use in your videos to help accent what you're doing. Um, you know, those risers are perfect for leading up to, to, to big moments in your video. Um, I don't use a ton of them, but I do occasionally what I find myself using more often is things like, um, atmospheres, right? So like birds chirping or the sound of wind, you know, like a light airy kind of kind of sound. Um, I like faint like distant kind of chatter that almost sounds like people enjoying like a cocktail hour and maybe that that chatter has like a little bit of reverb on it so it's like people outside and you can just kind of hear people talking a little bit and it's kind of like really faint and you kind of mix that in with like the wind kind of sound maybe while you're doing a drone shot and you're about to cut to some cocktail hour footage or something um it can be like and then you hear like
1: little voices
0: And then you can transfer into, uh, and transition into that cocktail hour or transition into people taking their seats for the ceremony, stuff like that. Um, one of the big things that I really like, I go pretty heavy on is like, there's a lot of toasts and moments throughout the day that I feel like don't get enough recognition from the audience. Now, sometimes they do. Um, I, it, it really just depends on the crowd of people that's at the wedding. Um, sometimes I have like a really good crowd that gives me lots of cheers and claps and laughs and they're just very, very loud and express themselves very clearly and loudly. And it just picks up really well, even just like in my on cam mic, um, the the alternative, guys, is you can go to weddings and just set up sound recorders and I mean, probably just one sound recorder would do the trick. You just put it in the middle of the room and record audio of people laughing or clapping or whatever. Um, but that stuff I use super heavy. And the one thing I will say about that before I forget is that you should really look to find, and if you're not recording it yourself, but you should really look to find indoor clapping and applause and cheering and all that kind of stuff. But you should also look to find outdoor laughing, clap, cheering, applause, that kind of stuff. Cause the, the, it really does sound quite different outside versus inside. Um, yeah, there's just way less like echo and reverb and stuff on the outside, uh, sound effects. So there's a big difference. I, I don't recommend that you guys use outside, like I, I wouldn't swap it, right? Like don't use outside sound effects for inside shots. Um, it just doesn't quite feel right. Um, so yeah, make sure you find the appropriate outside inside, uh, sound setting. Um, what else? Yeah, I, there's so many, like, I just got finished doing a wedding where this guy, the best man who is the groom's brother gave this really funny toast and he said some really funny stuff that I thought was like actually really funny and it got laughs or whatever, but I didn't really, I didn't set up a mic to really record all that laughter and stuff. I was kind of just relying on my onboard mic and it wasn't like that great. Um, It didn't really pick it up that well, but I also felt like there were moments where he would say something that was like, I was like, Oh damn, that was like a really funny joke and it didn't really get the laugh that i thought it deserved. So what i did is i just went and i took my um my indoor laughter sound effects that i got from freesound.org. All you have to do is log in, just create a free account, log in and you can download sound effects. Um i i took those and like really bolstered this guy's speech and made it sound like it was just like the most raucous freaking speech of all time, even though it wasn't. Um, it was to me, but I guess not to everybody else there. Uh, and I, like, I made it sound awesome. Like he, like he's going to watch it and he's going to get such an ego boost. He's going to be like, Oh my God, did you, I tore it up. Did you see how many people were laughing? Oh my God. I set the man. I smoked everybody. Everybody's rolling like he's going to be so pumped. And the funny thing is like, I don't know that clients really notice. Like, (laughs) I think I've never had somebody say, Hey, did you insert like extra laughing or clapping or whatever? Like, I don't think anybody's ever caught on. I've used the same like laugh tracks and like applause and cheering and like all sorts of videos. And nobody's ever really like, I don't know if anybody's ever noticed. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like I reuse a lot of that shit and I, I mean, I, I don't think anybody notices, but they do notice like how, like it just changes the whole atmosphere of the video. It makes everything, it makes the video feel to the couple like it felt to them on the wedding day. Like I think on the wedding day, you kind of have this like hyped up version of what's happening around you. Cause it's such an over, like you have all your friends and family in one place. It's a really overwhelming experience for a lot of people. And I think that in their minds, like they go back in their minds before they even have the video in their hands and they just kind of remember everything. And it's like so awesome in their heads. And I remember there's definitely been a few times in my career where I deliver a video to a client and it's almost like they're underwhelmed because I think they had built up their wedding day in their mind so much like before and after the wedding that when they actually saw what the wedding was like, they were like, Oh, I remember it being way cooler. (laughs) Right. And now that's not for most of my clients. Most of my clients have been like, Oh, you took like, a really long day and condensed it down and did like a really good job of like highlighting all the big moments and blah, blah, blah. And we're so happy with it. But I did notice that like, I don't know there, it just seemed like there were times where like, I know my client has this built up in their head. And so for me to deliver a video where there's not like a lot of laughter and a lot of applause and a lot of cheering just kind of feels wrong to me. And I know it's like, you're kind of faking it a little bit. Well, you're, you're definitely faking it. Like, let's be honest when you're adding applause and laughter that wasn't really there, you are kind of changing reality or whatever. But I feel like you're just, you know, this, we're not making fucking documentaries here. You know what I mean? Like we're not truth tellers. We're not fucking out here to like (laughs) make people like make some sort of fucking political choice or something like that. Like we're out here just to like highlight a wedding and make the couple feel really good about the event in my mind. So that's kind of how I justify adding like a bunch of extra shit that didn't really happen. Um, but outside of that, I mean, sound effects is really the only thing I add that didn't necessarily happen. Um, but the other thing those So as far as the atmospheres go, um, you know, I really like, birds chirping, wind sounds, nature sounds, crickets at nighttime, um, different things like that. And they're also really useful in transitioning between songs. So something like if you go to my website, filmsaboutlove.com, and you watch some of my videos, you'll see that I transition between songs quite often, um, if not basically all the time, by ending the song and going straight to that, that natural sound, right? The, the birds chirping or the wind. And then I'll start, I'll, I'll just kind of let the song like fade out or whatever with that natural sound and just kind of let it sit for a second, you know, like really just take a moment to like, let the video breathe. And that's, almost always how I transition from one song to another. And I feel like it works really well. Sometimes I'll just slap a drone shot over it. Sometimes I'll show people like chattering or whatever. Um, yeah, so that's, that's how I use that atmosphere stuff. I'm sure there's stuff I'm forgetting, but I'm trying to hit everything and I don't know. I think we should probably wrap it up pretty soon. Um, let's see here. We talked about nature, chatter. Oh, as far as chatter goes, I also like to use guys and girls chatter. So for getting ready, um, unless there's like a really like a champagne pop sound or something very super specific, I will actually take like girls chattering in a room. It doesn't even matter who it is. Like it doesn't even matter if it's the client or it could be just chatter from another wedding. Like no, if you play that sound low enough just to where people can just kind of hear it. And it's just kind of almost, I wouldn't say subconsciously there, like you don't want it that low, but you want to have it like, you don't want it to be super obvious. Right. And then you throw like a little bit of reverb on it, um, in premiere pro and probably every other editor there's, um, Audio effect called reverb. You can kind of go in and mess with that. Just throw a little reverb on there. It's just a little like kind of echo. And it just almost creates some, it almost makes like some of that sound feel. I don't know if ethereal is the right word, but it makes it feel like it happened in the past. Like it's almost like it almost separates you from that time. It's like, hey, remember when this happened? back then. <laughs> I don't know, that's the way I describe it. Um so mess with reverb a little bit. Um I like to do that at the end of the video too where like usually I'll end the video with either the send off or some party dancing or whatever. And I like to have some like cheering and some like outside voices or whatever that are just like it's like just people talking and having a good time and laughing and that kind of stuff and you can get to the end of a song and the song will maybe it ends on a note like that was like a weird ending to a song like no song ends like that um oh let's use my song that I came up with earlier um uh, it's like uh uh, I'm living my I'm living I'm living my best life and then if you have like a little chatter like yeah that was so fun and the, you put a little like reverb on that, it can sound like really cool. And it's like it just sounds like a fucking memory. That's what it makes the audio sound like—a goddamn memory. Um, <laughs> so I hope that helps. I hope I hope that kind of gives you guys a little bit of an introduction into sound design. I am no expert. I'm the, Listen, there's people that do sound design. That's all they do for a living is sound design for movies. And, like, they do Foley and they record their own sounds. And there's people that go out with boom mics for a living and just record sounds. And, like, it's a whole art form that I don't I don't have very much experience with at all. Um, but I've learned enough and heard enough, like, really good movies and videos and stuff to think, oh, like... I should really pay way more attention to my audio and what's under my um video. So, um with that, I am actually going to play for you one of my recent videos and I would encourage you to just listen to the video and cuz this is the actual soundtrack from the finished video. And I think without seeing any visuals I think you'll be able to get a real sense of the day, even without having the video in front of your eyes and being able to see everything. So, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I'm going to play this for you guys and, uh, I'll sign off now until next time later.
4: Wonderful day it is for Alexa to finally be marrying her prince charming. Farewell. <laughs> yes.
5: My name is Mike, and I'm one of the younger brothers of the bride. Alexa often laments that I don't reach out enough. I think she sometimes fears that our bond to siblings has weakened over time. <laughs> but she forgets the burden Philip and I bear behind a star so bright. <laughs> when I was little, I idolized Alexa so much that I let her dress me in one of her ballet outfits. Choreograph a dance for me, and then direct a miniature recital for me to perform in front of my parents in said Little Mermaid tutu. Mm-mm. my crippling fear of dancing and any moves you may witness tonight are a reflection of that trauma <laughs> and the three or so years of ballet programs my mom forced me into yeah. I always had a good feeling about Varun especially after we returned for a second Stanley family Christmas <laughs> I remember Alexa pulling me aside at a parent's weekends while I was in college Varun was visiting and they came with mom and dad to see me They hadn't been dating very long yet, and Alexa asked me if I thought Varun was someone she could marry. I'm not sure if Varun had uh, quite caught on to Alexa's psychotic idea of fun yet. Uh, And Alexa still had some delusion of marrying a, uh, quote, mountain man. I told her, absolutely you could marry him. You need someone who cares and thinks as deeply as you, not someone who's stoked to go to Soul Cycle with you. Please do let the record show that I believed in Varun before Alexa did. And as someone who now lives amongst those mountain men, I can assure you, you made the right call, Alexa.
3: Flying across the spheres and letting go of the fears. You're never living on earth, yeah, ya? Baby, I must be dreaming every time I see you. I really need your love. Sent to me from above. What other kind of fitted life? As we ride a falling star Oh yeah oh, oh. As we ride a falling
0: star Bird, you look so festive. I hear a lot of jingling
4: Oh You look fabulous. You look amazing Oh my goodness Oh they did such a good job with the sapa. It looks awesome Oh I love you. I love you too. Overwhelming. I know. It's a lot. It's a lot going on here. I know. Mari was like critical. We couldn't have done it without her. Things are better when you're with me. I feel
3: right when you're around. So, Varun's got a lot of great personality traits. The one that pissed me off the most growing up was he was so damn thoughtful all the goddamn time. Wake up, amen. Should I have like one piece of toast for breakfast or two? Nobody cares, dude. Let's get on with it. There is one time though that Varun truly did break character. Varun actually woke up sleeping outside our apartment on the floor. Amen. Met this girl last night. She's hot. Still hungover maybe even drunk, he goes, hey, man, what should I do next? Ask her on our date. He's like, okay. <laughs> Today? No, man! Okay, I'll give it a day. <laughs> One hour goes by. He's like, nah, nah, nah. I'm just going to ask her out Saturday night. Mario and I are looking at each other like, bro, that's Valentine's Day. <laughs> so anyways, he did ask her out. She said yes. Uh, and then it was back to, so like, what shocks shit. <laughs> Alexa, when you showed up, it was like Vern had literally seen, like, a rare Pokemon. <laughs> he was like, oh, my God, dude, I got to have this girl, man. I got I to gotta take her out to the other like, She's amazing. You are truly Vern's rock. You bring the energy level of everyone around you and motivate us to be better human beings. It is with great honor that I can say that I truly feel blessed to hand, <sighs> here we go, to hand Barron over to you. So with that, I'd like to propose a toast to many years of happiness and many cousins for Sloan. Cheers.
4: after me. Alexa, I promise. Alexa, I promise. I will respect you as an individual. I will respect you as an individual. Support you through difficult times. Support you through difficult times. Rejoice with you through happy times. Rejoice with you through happy times. Be loyal to you always. Be loyal to you always. And above all, and above all, love you as my wife and friend. Love you as my wife and friend. I promise to love and respect you. I promise to love and respect you. Helping our love grow. Helping our love grow. Always being there to listen. Always being there to listen. Comfort and support you. Comfort and support you. <laughs> Whatever our lives may bring. Whatever our lives may bring. Alexa, Varun, I promise.
5: Varun, I promise.
4: I will respect you as an individual.
5: I will respect you as an individual.
4: Support you through difficult times.
5: Support you through difficult times.
4: Rejoice with you through happy times.
5: Rejoice with you through happy times.
4: Be loyal to you always.
5: Be loyal to you always.
4: And above all. And above all. Love you as my husband and friend.
5: Love you as my husband and friend.
4: I promise to love and respect you.
5: I promise to love and respect you.
4: Helping our love grow.
5: Helping our love grow.
4: Always being there to listen.
5: Always being there to listen.
4: Comfort and support you.
5: Comfort and support you.
4: Whatever our lives may bring
5: whatever our lives may bring.
4: ( HARRY)
1: ( adulthood)
4: Alexa Varun, there is a wonderful life ahead of you. Live it fully, love its changes and choices. Let life amaze you and bring you great joy. And now by the power vested in me, Pronounce pronounce it your husband and wife Great team. and the kiss the yeah. It is my pleasure to introduce to you Mr. and Mrs. Maroon and Alexa Sarnoff. Yeah. As you know, is a passionate individual, and you know you can see that passion for those of you that know her and all that she does and all that she has become, and now she gives that passion at work, at play, and at family. The best part
1: is you both give joy to each other, you value each other's opinions, you disagree, you fight come together with a unified approach. And that's what is going to take you a long way in this
4: marriage. Alexa and Varun's parents have a combined total of 67 years of marriage. And we sincerely hope that this is a good omen for many years of happy marriage together.
3: Alexa, ever since we have met, you've called me Mrs. Sarna. So today, you become Mrs. Sarna, and you can call me Mom.
4: Five, four, three, two, one. Watch the lift off.
1: So, guys, that was three minutes and 59 seconds.
0: Hey, guys, this episode of Wedding Videography School is brought to you by photographers wearing wide-brim hats. Uh, photographers wearing wide-brim hats is the nation's number one wedding photography company, and for good reason. Uh, they are clearly the most creative most unique uh, individuals out there. And their photography is so creative, I can't even begin to describe how creative it is. That's how creative it is. If you guys are working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats, then you're probably not working with the best photographers out there. So... Um, you know, whether you're having a wedding, a birthday party, uh, or you're taking your kids to school or you're hanging out at home or going to the bathroom, you know, all things that you want photographed creatively, um, it should be done by photographers wearing wide brim hats. A lot of you guys, I know you're working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats. They might not be wearing hats at all and um, that's a problem. If they're not wearing a wide brim hat, I don't know what the point of them even picking up a camera is. But when you work with photographers wearing wide brim hats, you know that you're always getting someone who's going to uh, give you the most incredible shots that you could imagine. So for your next event, whether it's a wedding, a birthday party, a family reunion, uh, your mom's, Tap smear, whatever the event, make sure that you hire photographers wearing wide burn hats um, to get the most creative still images captured, you know, one frame at a time. And that's what, that's what photography is. It's, you know, you hear the click, click, and you know you got one frame. And then you hear another click. Sometimes you hear eight clicks in a row, like click, 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 click. Uh, that, they just got eight pictures, and maybe one of them is good. Probably not, but the photographer wearing a wide rim hat, they are going to pull those photos later on and, you know, really, really select the eight or six shots that they got from the entire day um, that they stood in front of the videographer to get. And they're going to they're gonna edit those down into something truly magical, probably, um, probably just two by 10s that you can put in the living room next to the closet door. So give photographers with wide brim hats a call today
4: and book them for your next event.